Welcome, MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com. The answer for our faith. And this is about healing, receiving the healing. We need to have the answer. Why do we believe that God is going to heal us through the blood of Jesus? Why do we believe healing is for today? So let's move on to another case study. Do you want to get well? Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called a Hebrew Bathsheba or Bathsheba, I don't know, having five porches. In those lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went about, went down at certain seasons of the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first went after the stirring of the water stepped in, was made well from whatever disease, and he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into this pool when the water stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Immediately a man became well, picked up his pallet, and began to walk. Now it was a Sabbath on that day, so the Jews were saying to the man who was cursed, who was cursed, it is a Sabbath, and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, Who made me well was the one who said to me, Pick up your pallet and walk. They asked him, Who is this man who said to you, Pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who he was. For Jesus had slipped away while he was on the crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you. And then the man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. John chapter 5, verse 2 through 15. Stirred up the water, whoever then first, after stirring up the water, stepped in and was made well. So stir up the water yourself. Who are you waiting for? You're waiting for the pastor to stir up the water. You're waiting for your husband or wife to stir up the water. You're waiting for a great man or woman of faith to stir up the water. Waiting for an angel to stir up the water. You know, you can stir up the water yourself. And it's better if you stir up the water yourself. Because if you stir up the water yourself, you know when it's stirred up and you can be the first one in, right? If you're waiting for somebody else to stir the water, what if they get in before you do? <laughs> you know, stir up the water yourself so you can jump in. And once you jumped in, receive your healing. You can call your friends and your family and say, hey, come in. The water is great. Stir up the water. Don't wait for somebody else. Uh, Jude 20, uh, verse 20 and 21. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to return life. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues. Pray in the God. Pray with fervency. Because it says our faith is built up when we pray that way. And it's no good for our flesh, but it's good for our spirit, talking to God in, in a heavenly language. Stir yourself up. You can do you can do other things while praying, praying in tongues and praying in that. Stir yourself up. There's many times I don't feel like... Sometimes I don't feel like praying. Sometimes I don't feel like the word. And sometimes I don't even feel like praying in tongues. But I start praying in tongues. And I'm telling you, not too long. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. <laughs> and I jump in whatever I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. But Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time in that condition. Jesus knows you've been sick a long time. He's not unaware of your problems. He knows you personally. He knows you by name just like he knows the birds. You know, there's been sometimes a just you know sitting around and watching nature and watching God create and see a bird and so God you know his name you know that bird's name you know that bird yes he does you know and so God knows us God even knows how many hairs are on our head you know the NSA doesn't know that <laughs> but God knows 
God knows how many hairs are on your head. God cares about it. He knows your first name, your last name, your middle name. He knows where you went wrong and where you've run. He knows that you've been sick and hurting for a long, long time. He knows those things. He's not indifferent. You know, the false gods of this world are indifferent. The false gods of this world want sacrifice, 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 and you never get anything back from them. You never hear anything good from them. But God is not indifferent. He feels our pain because he felt our pain when he was down here for those uh, many years, 33 and a half years, 33 years like that. He's not indifferent. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. So he knows what it feels like. Jesus was made on that cross. He took every pain, every hurt, every everything. Do you wish to get well? Do you wish to get well? Now, that's a hard question. That's another one of those uh, clear. Do you want? Do you want to get well? Sometimes we have to ask that for ourselves, and and ask that to one another. You know, and of course, you know, you speak the truth in love. Do you want to get well? Because you know, faith and self pity don't equal heal, healing. You cannot have faith and self pity. You've got to get off self pity. I know years ago I went on a. Uh, I know a strike on self-pity. I had, you know, I grew up in self-pity. I was raised in self-pity. I was raised, you know, think that kind of stuff. So I had to throw that stuff off. And now I don't allow self-pity in my life no matter what happens to me. I will not pity myself because there's no good in pity. You're going in the wrong direction. You're going down, 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 and there is no bottom. You know, pity is is the, is, is, is hell, the bottomless pit, because there is no end to feeling pity for yourself. So we can't. we got to believe that, you know, about healing. we got to have faith. And we're going to talk about more about the benefits of being sick, I you know, on another message. Yeah, you heard me right, the benefits of being sick. And it has to do with, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. And they asked him, who is this man who said to you, pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was. That's crazy. Because <laughs> here's a place that I, I guess I have taught this, well, I have taught this, that say, you know, Jesus healed some people who had no faith. And that's, well, Jesus never commend this person of faith. And how can you have faith, you know, if... Uh, if, if, if this man didn't even know who Jesus was, and we're supposed to have faith in God. But this man did have faith, and his faith come, to, come through this idea of authority. Because remember we talked about that one God centurion who tried to approach Jesus about being worthy, and then he tried to approach Jesus about being unworthy, then finally approached Jesus based on authority, because he knew that Jesus could have no authority unless he was under authority, and that authority being, you know, being God and, and, and Father and Son. Well, here's another man who understands authority. You know, he didn't know who Jesus was, but he could hear authority in this man's voice. He knew this man had authority. And, you know, he knew this man said, get up, pick up your bed and walk. He knew, he got up and did. Why? Because he believed this man had authority to do so. So faith, you know, and, and authority go hand in hand. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's authority. I can hear Jesus' sheep. Even uh, I... <laughs> I'm Jesus' sheep, and I can hear his voice. Even when God speaks to me, sometimes through an unbeliever, sometimes through, you know, through a child or through, the uh, you know, whoever. I know his voice. I know when God is speaking and when somebody else is speaking, and we need to be all be like that. So here's a man who was lying by that pool who didn't even know who Jesus was. Didn't know, he didn't hear John 3, 16 because it hadn't happened yet. And, and didn't know who Jesus was, didn't know he was the Son of God. But when Jesus spoke, get up and walk, he immediately understood that authority and got up and walked. He immediately had faith in that authority. He immediately believed that this man who didn't even know, his, didn't even know what his name was had the authority to tell him to get up and walk, you know, to get up. 
And so we need to have that. We need to know that authority of Jesus. We need to, We are his sheep. We know his voice. So I'm speaking to you in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk. In the name of Jesus, be healed of fever. In the name of Jesus, be healed of every ailment and everything that's hurting your kneecaps and your ankles and your neck. In the name of Jesus, by the authority of God, by the authority of his word, get up and walk. Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Now, this is a big thing. So this particular man behold you become well do not sin anymore so somehow some way this man's sin was the cause of his sickness and, and and once again he was also paralytic and so you can be a paralytic simply because up here nothing went wrong with your body you know because your depression overtakes you and and all that kind of stuff but he tells, tells this guy don't sin anymore unless something worse happens to you so has your habitual sin paralyzed you is anyone is anyone among you sick then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him anoint him with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick and the lord will raise him up and if he has committed any sins he'll be forgiven therefore confess your sins one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed the effective prayer of the righteous man can accomplish much so let's go over this here so here's a place where it says if you're sick call the elders and i think really i think this is a sickness where Sometimes you can be so sick that you can't pray for yourself. Maybe, maybe even on your deathbed or, you know, in and out of, of consciousness. This is definitely a time we pray, you know, you call for the elders. You call for somebody to pray over you. And offered in faith, restore you and talking about oil because oil is, a, you know, the oil of joy for gladness and so forth. And, and Lord, raise them up in his committed sins. And it says, if he has committed sins. So it doesn't mean if you're on the deathbed or really sick that you've committed sins. And you're there because of that. There's many reasons why we are sick, and I go over them later on in this series. But here it says, therefore, anybody sin, if you have committed sins, you're forgiven. Some people won't ever know they're forgiven until they're healed. We had one place where Jesus said you're forgiven, and then receives healing. Some people receive healing, then they go, I must be forgiven. And so, so it's you know, there is no rhyme or reason. It's simply trusting and believing in God, believing what is what Jesus said. And it says, pray for one another so that you may be healed. Many of us are sick. All you need to do, some of us, we just need to confess. There's some things that really bother us. Some things come into your mind right now that, that every time you're sick, every time you have a symptom, you think of this. Need, maybe you need to, first of all, call out to God and say, God, I forgive me for this. But maybe you need to call somebody to help pray for you and tell them, you know, somebody you trust, somebody you care about, somebody you've walked with and say, you know, I did this stupid thing, you know, and I got this condemnation and... And the sickness and the kind of stuff, call them, confess yourself. Many of us, you know, rather be mental issues or emotional issues or physical issues. And this guy was paralytic all the way, you know, down to it. So a lot of times we just need to admit to somebody whatever we do and so we so that we can be healed. So whatever it is, be healed. Confess your sins to God. Then if, if you need more, then call somebody you can trust and confess and say, man, will you please pray for me? Call your pastor if you trust him. Call the you know, spiritual elders of your church. Call your friends. You know, Call somebody you've walked to so you can let that stuff out so you can receive, not only receive the, 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 the forgiveness of God, just through repentance, receive the forgiveness of God, but so that we can receive healing in this body. You know, God didn't just forgive us and let this curse remain on this body, but God wants to forgive us and also cleanse and heal this body so that we can be doing the, finish the work of the ministry we're called to do. So be healed, my dear brother.com and my dear sister.com. Be healed. 